of Supernatural Season 2. This is our recap of Season 2. I'm Chris Barros. And my name's Dan Cummins. Thank you for tuning in to our recap here. We just finished Season 2, Chris. We just got through 22 episodes. Uh, what can we say about Season 2? Other than that, in my opinion, it's the perfect balance of a Supernatural season. I mean, uh, it's got Winchester lore. It's got plenty of just fantastic Monster of the Week episodes, Chris. And perhaps most importantly, I think it sets up season three, season four, and season season five in such a like perfectly paced way. There are so many things that they introduce in season two that we're going to revisit in those seasons. And the seeds they planted, I mean, it's, it's impressive. The writers, the directors... And of course, we have to say Eric Kripke himself, the creator, oftentimes a writer and a director. Um, season two, in my opinion, and as you said, Chris, what was the lowest score of any episode? 8.0? 7, uh, 7.9 on two episodes. But other than that, there's a few 8.3, 8.4s, but most of them are 8.9 or, you know, it's 8.8 or higher for the most part. I mean, I'd say half the episode. I don't have a median in front of me, but you've got a 9.2 in there, 8.6. So I'd say the median, the, the average probably ends up around an 8.7 to an 8.8 if I was to play the guessing game. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's impressive. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, our least favorite episode, Chris, but that's the only negative thing we have that we're going to cover in this recap. And to be fair, my least favorite episode, it's above an 8.0. So I just want to throw it out there. I mean, this season was not flawless, but in terms of like what it does for the rest of the series, it's pretty damn good, man. Yo, let's start with favorite episodes. Let's talk about some of the episodes we enjoyed. And, and we're just going to do top three. Keep in yeah. mind, when we say top three, it was really hard to even do. I, I, I struggle as I'm looking because I really have like five episodes that I could quantify as top five. And I'm like bouncing around, which is this really three or, is, or should I do this one? So uh, w- what do you kind of pop into that three spot? Yeah. So number three for me, Chris, is season two, episode eight crossroad blues now the synopsis of this one uh for those uh who are you know just want to get the 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 very quick summary is that the boys they try to save the lives of those who sold their souls to a demon at a crossroad um so for me the appeal at least immediately is that this is based on a real legend uh throughout americana which they do often but this one in particular revolves around a real artist named robert johnson um he was an artist from the 30s uh, blues guitar player and aside from that chris um it introduces demons in a new light right one of your favorite characters that i know um he actually starts out as a crossroad demon and ascends into the king of hell so for me this episode uh it's really important in building the lore of demons but also it unravels the the pain that john has uh, since John's death in season two, episode one, in a way that I thought was like really smart and emotional because season two is all about Dean starting to realize that he's like becoming hollow. Like his his emotional state is slowly declining. And I think this episode really hit that home. So for me, Crossroad Blues, the historical significance, uh, what it does uh, to introduce the lore uh, of demons, but also it's a great Dean episode. And you know, I love me some Dean. So Yes, uh, third favorite episode, Crossroad Blues, for me. Very good choice. Uh, you know, it's easy to say. I would say that a finale episode or or a, 
one of the finale episodes is very easy to say, oh, this is the best episode. I, I actually will just, I'm going to spoiler alert. My favorite episode of this season is not one of the finales. And I think they're great. I think they're great. But my number three actually is the first part, All Hell Breaks Loose. Mm. Because that episode, and we just talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. That episode, I mean, very Sam, but it is a culmination. And it's an exploration of Sam as a leader. And much in the way that, a, a you know, a, one of the earlier episodes, what is and should never be explored, really, who Dean is. This one follows up with who Sam is, which is when given the chance to lead the demons of hell, which you know he's not going to do. But uh, in the long run, you see that he is still a leader. He's leading these people in a crisis. He is trusting. It is a it is just a beautiful look at the character of Sam Winchester. And. Yes, he falls in this episode, right? You know, we we see his first death, and I think that's pivotal um, to see that. But the idea of the culmination of the special children, uh, what he does, how he is a leader uh, in those moments. And it's really important because I was thinking about this later on when you get into later, later seasons, and there's all these people from an alternate universe that are there. <laughs> he struggles to think about himself as a leader, but you see him step up. And you know it could be a leader because of this episode to me. So uh, for me, that's my season that might probably my top th- top 30 of season two because I just think it's an exceptional episode. And um, it, it really, again, I love the exploration of Sam Winchester there. Yeah, that's a good one, Chris. And I think that episode, it, it, it gives us the answers we've been searching for throughout the entire season two. Uh, Yellow Eye's whole plan for Sam. Like we, we understand fully what the last two seasons have been in that episode. So... Yeah, that's that's like one of the more important episodes. I think if we had to list out our three most like important episodes, that obviously would probably be my number one. Um, oh yeah, I, and I think it's more important than the second episode agreed. in that finale. Even though that finale episode that we just talked about is fantastic, don't get me wrong. I just ultimately it's a two part episode. You could, and I'm not grading them, and I'm grading them as they are two individual episodes. So I'm grading them as two parts. I am not putting them together. Yeah. Um, and I do think that often hurts. I compare it to the infinity war Endgame comparison that people mm-hmm. make with Avengers. No, those are two different movies. Yes. They're great when you put their stories together, but that's part of the reason I also semi penalize two parters because a full story is told, but I often not told in the first, this is a full story. And that's why this episode falls there for me. Yeah, totally a standalone episode and a great one. Uh, My second favorite episode of the season, Chris, might surprise you, actually, or maybe not. Uh, My second favorite is season two, episode 16, Night Shifter. Now, this one, uh, I think a lot of people might uh, recall, maybe not. But in my opinion, it's it's the second best executed episode of the season, Chris. And of course... My favorite, in my opinion, is going to be my, you know, in my opinion, the best executed episode. So that's where I'm coming from with my list. I'm I'm looking at the episode uh, as like a standalone thing. Uh, but Night Shifter, for those of you that uh, don't recall, this is the Winchesters investigating a series of crimes where robbers with no criminal past commit suicide after the holdup. So uh, this is the episode where we meet Ron Resnick. Um, the boys, uh, they, they realize that there is something happening in a bank, Chris, and, um, we, we meet shapeshifters, not for the first time, but in this particular episode, I think it's the best shapeshifter episode of the whole series. I think they do a fantastic job with that monster. It's very elusive. Um, we don't actually see the monster, 
like throughout the entire episode. So I think that speaks to the fact of just how well they handled the uh, element of suspense. Um, but also um, it establishes just how serious the boys need to take their jobs now, Chris, because the FBI is introduced in this episode. Uh, Hendrickson, their assigned FBI agent is, is like on their ass now. And they realize that. So it raises the stakes of the show, I think in like a really cool way. And just on top of everything else, it's funny as hell. Uh, Ron is just a hilarious character. Um, he will come back in the show as well. So he's he's a reoccurring character technically, but I thought his uh, inclusion of this episode was like really vital to that balance of horror and suspense, but also comedy. Like I thought they really nailed the uh, the the vibe of this one. So for me, Night Shifter it had everything that I want in a supernatural episode, and and for that, it's it's my number two. Well, my number two. And this was hard. I just want to make a, a note that like I really wanted. I love, for example, Hunted. It's not in my top three. I think Hunted is a fantastic, excuse me, fantastic episode. Yeah. And that's not in my top three. Also not in my top three, just to just to make it really clear uh, is uh, is, you know, one that I really did love. Crossroad Blues that you mentioned. That's in mm -hmm. my top five. Yeah. The one that I have to mention, and it stands alone, it's unique, and that might tell you what I'm thinking about, but it's Roadkill. And that episode, the more I thought about that episode, it was so different. But again, we view these characters, the different ways that they act in a scenario. They are unique. You had a... A, just a fantastic cast in this episode and there's not that many people in it so it's a very intimate episode it's a perfect monster of a week type story that makes a true impact and I struggled because we have a great episode heart that I didn't even put in the top five that had a feel that that got me too that aired right after this but roadkill where this accent from 1922 leaves a highway haunted but one of the ghosts doesn't know they're dead I mean, it's heartbreaking. And this one's my number two. I love this episode. I could not go back to it. I really almost went heart in my top five. I want to note because of the relationship that Sam has with the character and how heartbreaking it is. But because I felt like werewolf lore in the long run just wasn't given everything it could have been um, and that they didn't do this type of werewolf again, it, it, it had to drop off for me. But Roadkill kind of takes that kind of spot with that same emotional tug. And just a very well-acted episode with very few characters. Once again, very few characters. Dark. It felt like an X-Files episode, uh, which is always going to win for me. So number two, Roadkill. It was an 8.8 .8 IMDb for me. It's, I yeah, my number two. That's a great segue, Chris, because my favorite episode of the season is, in fact, Roadkill, season two, episode 12. <laughs> I mean, what can you say, dude? It's, in my opinion, the best executed episode of the season, arguably one of the best episodes of the entire series. I said that on our recap, and I encourage everybody to go back and listen to that episode that we covered on this episode specifically, Chris, because it is so rich. I'll just say that uh, to add to what you said. I think what really contributes to this episode, like you said, there's not a ton of characters, um, but the way they told the story, the use of the unreliable narrator, the fact that there's a ton of misdirection and ambiguity. And as like viewers, we don't know what Sam and Dean know throughout the entire episode. And that just like adds to the mystery and the suspense. And like you said, it feels like an, an X-Files episode at times. Um, and on top of that, Chris, like, 
it flips the definition of what Hunter really means, right? Because this is one of the few times where the boys are looking for a monster to help it instead of destroy it. Like in helping it, of course, they do get it over the finish line, right? But we don't see them looking to help like monsters very often. So I thought that was an interesting twist. And then just like for the series as a whole, this episode for me, it just shows the depths that this show can hit. Um, really heavy themes of like grief and mortality and like who is beyond saving. I mean, it's so deep, Chris, but they absolutely nailed the execution of it. And and not to mention the guest star, right? Yes. Um, I mean, geez, she, she played that so, so well. So yeah, for me, Roadkill takes a cake. Uh, this is an episode that I would turn on randomly at any time, just because there's, there's so many details in it that I would, I would show this episode to someone and say, this is a fantastic episode of a television show. Right. If you like the idea of ghosts, it does not have to be, you know what I mean? Like if you like the idea of, uh, of like ghosts and you want to twist on it, just watch this. Like this, totally. This, this is, I wouldn't mention the twist part, but uh, you know, watch this thing. It's a great ghost story. Yeah. You don't, you don't even have to have seen the 32 episodes prior to this one of the show to like it. And I think yeah. that speaks volumes about the episode itself. So yeah, I could go on and on, Chris, but I won't. Uh, favorite episode of the season, Roadkill. Just a phenomenal episode. What What was your your number one? I can't wait to hear it. I think it's going to surprise you. Um, but I, it also plays into, just to give you a hint, the fact that I really do love characters. And I think if you like this show for 15 seasons, uh, okay, you're a character fan. Okay? Because yeah. I, I was a fan of Lost. I was a, I'm a fan of a TV show that was on Chuck. All these shows I love have great characters and the stories matter. The boys story is incredibly powerful. I want to stress that I really wanted to say tall tales in this. Oh yeah. But I'm not going to mm. because as much as I love that episode, what is and what should never be mm. is a declaration of what it means to be a Winchester. Yes. And how important family is. You the finale episodes are better because what is and should never be is followed by all hell breaks loose. Dean episode, Sam episode, brothers together. It is a perfect trio, I would argue, in terms of ending a season, probably out of any of the seasons, if you think about what those episodes all do. You see that Dean's going to come back even when he could have a perfect life, even if it's not real. Sam is not willing to turn just for the sake of living. It's not worth it. That's true to his character. Dean heartbroken brings him back in a finale. You think about that collection. So that starts with what is and should never be with the Jin, who I think is just a fascinating character. Creepy as hell. Mm -hmm. But that world you see in that life, that different take similar to tall tales, by the way, where you can, where reality is twisted around. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, what isn't should never be as fantastic. It's definitely a Dean episode, but I think everyone is so well featured. It's great to see Mary again. Uh, and ultimately, I don't know. I, that episode sets such a stage for the finales that if you, if you know this, you, know, you have to know the show. It's not as good in the, in the sense of just dropping someone in like roadkill. Right. But if you know the show and you watch that episode and you realize, wow, like look at the, the difference in their life. Uh, and I you know that one's my number one. It's just 
too good. I didn't expect it as I because I debated it. A Tall Tales was like for the longest time, like, oh, this is my this is so good. It's fun. It's great. I could turn that on episode anytime. This episode, though, just I think it's just phenomenal. And it's and again, I, I I will be interested if any trio of episodes does what these three episodes that this and the two finale episodes do as well as they do. I don't know that they will. Yeah, what a great choice, Chris. And like you said, I think it is critical to the the development of the Winchesters. Like you said, uh, I really, as a Dean, you know, fan, that's that's my guy. Uh, this would probably be my number four out. Or you know, what it's now that I think about it, Crossroad Blues in this one. Depending on which mood I'm in, this could be my number three. Uh, it's yep. a great episode. We see what Dean could be, and that's like really interesting to me. Um, and it's a it's a ton of character development. So yeah, like you said, if, if you're a fan of Supernatural, um, this is one that you could throw on anytime because it's a cool reminder to see what the Winchesters really could be if they weren't hunters. Um, but Dean overcomes that dream because he knows he has a bigger responsibility, and that just speaks so much to his character. So um, great choice, number one. I think all these episodes are worth rewatching in any time. I, I mean, Tall Tales technically wasn't in my top five even in the long run after all this that goes to show you how good of a season it was yeah um speaking of good by the way i, I let me just jump right in and say favorite guest star um yeah. and i want to note i did not include richard from tall tales because i look at the whole show and in the long run he be is more of a guest star in my view so uh but i'm going to my to your number one and my number two and that's trisha helper with her performance as molly mcnamara i i just she that episode is not as good without her. She right. plays that role beautifully. She stands out to me as the best guest star appearance. Um, and you don't get that kind of performance out of every actor on this show in their one-off appearances. And and the Jake was probably a runner-up for me. I, I feel like Jake was definitely a runner-up, but um, Trisha's just so good. Maybe it's a little bit of my Battle, Battlestar Galactica bias, but I she's got to take my number one spot as, as the guest star department. Yeah, it's, that's a great choice, Chris. And she was very close to being mine. Uh, I had mentioned my uh, second favorite episode, which is Night Shifter. And from that episode is uh, Ronald Resnick played by <laughs> Chris Gauthier. I thought you might go with Resnick. I have yeah. to. Yeah. So just to quickly explain why, I think that episode is really great. <laughs> not just because of the like the writing and what it does for the rest of the season, but I think without a comedic actor in the place of Ron, it could feel too heavy at times. And he brings such a level of um, like lightheartedness because really Ron plays somebody who is a conspiracy theorist. He thinks that there is a mandroid killing all these people. And you could hire an actor and you could have them play that and it would come off as too cheesy, I think, Chris. But but Chris, uh, who, who plays Ron uh, on the show, he plays it from a place of like genuine um, like uh, interest or uh, genuine like fear, like like Ronald Resnick really is trying to get to the bottom of what the hell is going on in that bank. And even though he's wrong about the mandroid, like he is as invested as Sam and Dean. And I think if you hired another actor, they might have played it a little too goofy. And if you had done that, the episode would have fell flat. So for me, the fact that my favorite second favorite episode is uh, Night Shifter, he had a big part in that. And so 
I had to give it to him. Of course, my favorite episode, as you said, being Roadkill. Uh, Molly is a phenomenal actor as well. Like she really, really makes that one. But I think for me, Ron Resnick and the fact that he comes back in season four, it shows you that Dean like really feels for him, especially when he dies in the bank. So um, he really like adds levity to the episode. He really like made the episode. I think without that character, that episode wouldn't have hit as uh, as hard as it did. So yeah. that's my favorite. Of course, I love uh, the Molly character in Roadkill just as much. What about moment? Because one of the things before we get to our least favorite, which will actually, you know what? Let's save best moment for the end. Cause I don't want to okay. end on a sour note. So let's talk about least favorite episode. If you don't mind, let's, I, I let's skip over that and come back because least favorite episode is tough in this season. And I'm going to be quite up front with that. My pick for least favorite episode. There's some episodes, neither of my least favorite episodes were one of the 7.9s. It's above an eight. Same here. Yeah. And it's everybody loves the clown. And I'm baffled by a few things. It's not, and yes, I hate clowns. Yes. But the ghost doing whatever it wants, there's just too many inconsistencies in this episode with the mm. lore of the show that it bugs me. And I hate clowns, Dan. I hate clowns. This yeah. killer clown appearing in people's houses. One, what I don't grasp what kid would find these clowns cute and want to let them in the house. The concept that this, thing can walk around and just enter someone's house it goes against so much Mm -hmm. that it bugs the crap out of me and i can't like this episode outside of the fact that i hate clowns and legitimately (laughs) no not a joke when i was a kid i i I still recount when i was at an event and a clown came up to be behind me and said i'm pretty sure their line was hey would you like a balloon and with this goofy voice and i turned around and i punched it and I ran away. So <laughs> I, you, me not liking clowns goes back a long way. So a lot of kids don't like clowns. But no, in this one, I go back to what the episode is. And I just, it does not work for me. It, it just, it's the my least favorite. I think, yes, children shouldn't play with dead things. And uh, some of the other ones is not, are not great. I, I don't particularly love that episode. But Everybody Loves a Clown is the least favorite episode of season two. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that, Chris. That was almost my choice, too. Now, my least favorite, um, it comes from a place of disappointment. Okay, I'll say that. Like you said, there are, there are episodes that are ranked lower than this one that I'm about to reveal, but it's not about the ranking for me. It's about what an episode could have been and how hard did they drop the ball. And I try to have my best poker face, Chris, because you actually listed this one in your top five favorite episodes. So, for me, my least favorite episode is season two, episode 17, Heart. Now, let me explain. Again, this is the episode where we meet a werewolf, um, and it's a half-blooded werewolf. So, number one, sort of like we were talking about, Chris, that there's a lore inconsistency here. Uh, Madison, who we meet, um, she is a werewolf, but she's not a full-blood werewolf. And this is the only episode where Supernatural introduces or even mentions, Chris, the existence of half-blooded werewolves. So right off the bat, the fact that they introduced werewolves in this episode, but did it so poorly for me was like, man, you guys, like this is one of the best monsters of all time. And that's the direction you go in. Like it just, it was a total disappointment. Um, Aside from that, Chris, I thought the monster design was like really lackluster. Like a werewolf is such a cool looking monster. I really hated the design that they went with, like aesthetically. Um, we don't ever see the half-blooded werewolves again, and they're never explained why. So 
to it's me weird you're yeah. right it, and and it and i i like that episode for moments don't get me wrong but i totally agree with your assessment on the the monster itself because yeah. it, it was a poorly executed and you're right it's like we don't go because we don't go back to it i it completely makes sense why it would drop low on the list because in the same way that the the ghost that does just going to house drops on mine it's the we're, it's a very similar reason it's it's right. an execution point more than more than actual moments in the episode which are, are there's some very good moments. i mean look i'm good first to say on mine yeah the creepy crown entering and killing somebody it's scary as hell all right yeah. i it the from a scare factor it's great i just thought it was poorly done that that was and it sounds like you've kind of got the same vibe going yeah. on on your end exactly yeah because werewolves could have been really cool like that could have been the coolest reveal up until that point and it just wasn't right um and the fact that they don't mention it again to me that says the writers also didn't feel like it was a very strong episode and they just kind of wanted to forget about it and i'm pretty sure there's a fair amount of space between heart and the next introduction of werewolves probably because they feel like they dropped the ball on it so that's those are the, the primary reasons. I'll just say the relationship between Sam and Madison, it was a little hollow. Like all of a sudden they kind of just clicked. And I understand what they were trying to do. It felt like Sam was projecting his own feelings of I'm a monster, but I'm an unintentional monster. Just because I'm a monster doesn't mean I need to die. Like Sam was feeling that about himself. And the same goes for Madison. It just felt too obvious. Like they didn't build any chemistry between them. It was almost as if Madison just thought Sam was cute and Sam was feeling a certain type of way about himself and saw himself in Madison. So aside from the whole werewolf thing, didn't love that part of the episode either. So again, it was, it comes from a place of disappointment. Um, there's a few more episodes that I didn't love, but again, it comes from a place of this episode could have been phenomenal and it was executed poorly. So unfortunately, Heart is my least favorite episode of season two. And Chris, I, I probably wouldn't watch it again. Like that's one of the least watchable episodes in my opinion. No. And look, that's why these are opinions too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, uh, I wouldn't watch the clown one again. So I'm, I'm with you there. Um, so we got that out of the way. Favorite moment, Dan. Uh, yeah. And I just want to say favorite season two moment or moments. I actually, despite the fact that with the finales, we talk about, um, we talk about, you know, some things that it wasn't our top. Like I had one in the, you know, one in the top three, but they weren't the best episode in my opinion. But I think the greatest moment in this season happens between the ending of the finale, first part of the finale and the second episode of the finale. And that is Sam being a leader saying, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. You're showing leadership with Jake and then going into the scene with Dean. And we talked about this on the finale episode, the part two episode, but that scene that Dean does is arguably the most powerful and impactful scene in the entire first five seasons. Yeah. And so that for me was my number one, just because I don't have, you don't have to be a Dean guy or a Sam guy or a Bobby guy, you know, you just got to take in that moment and realize the raw emotion of that scene. And then when we went over the fact that, that took two takes. It, it cemented it for me. I will note my other favorite moment. I want to mention a comedic one. 
was Tall Tales, which was 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 that introduction, uh, <laughs> and a and a monologue by you know one of our one of my favorite you know people on the show, uh, Richard, coming in and basically saying, "Yeah, you can have all this. Just let me go." And and these little fun moments with him, uh, they make for a lot of my favorite moments. But I- I'm sorry, the debt Dean monologue was exceptional. I do follow up by saying, "There's a stone cold moment from when, from Sam's like, I'm going to save you." Um, yeah, it was very close, by the way, and it would have been the finale, too. But it was very close to the moment when John Winchester is comes in it, really close. But that I want to give the kudos for that scene with with, with that Jensen delivers on. And, and to me, that's just it, it was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, I, I went sort of a, a different direction, Chris, but I, I love that scene. I love the John. You know, I'm a John Winchester guy, so I really love that moment, too. I kind of I went in a different direction because I recognize that beyond season two, season three, season four, especially we get kind of serious. I think season two is like the perfect blend of serious and I don't want to say comedic, but there's there's two there's two moments in particular, two episodes, actually, that um, have my favorite moments. And they uh, both see uh, Dean embrace a role that is outside of his normal life. Uh, so the first one is Dean being a PA in Hollywood Babylon. I really love those moments, Chris. And I know you and I were just, you know, smiling ear to ear the whole yeah. the whole episode because uh, Dean is he, he oftentimes he takes himself and his job too seriously. But when he finds something that uh, like really fits his personality, he goes all in to the point of he's like he's completely blind to the hunt in those moments. So. Uh, Dean as a PA in Hollywood Babylon, like the whole episode, he is just focused on being the best production assistant that he can be on the movie. And that was a lot of fun for me. And it was a lot of fun for him, obviously. The other one, Chris, is from uh, Folsom Prison Blues, where Dean fully embraces being a prisoner. Again, he's he's sort of ditching his hunter life to uh, give himself fully to being a prisoner. And it's really funny to see him like embrace those roles now he is doing that for a hunt, but like he completely loses himself in them and it brings a lot of levity and it like, it shows us who Dean is in those moments, like what he enjoys, like what he would do if he wasn't a hunter necessarily, like what are his tendencies? So um, despite the fact that that monologue to Sam and John Winchester's moment of saving the boys, those are quite heavy moments and they're very important. But for me, my favorite moments are Dean embracing roles that are like very outside of his uh like realm of reality like another one that comes to mind when he's a gym teacher later on in the series chris like there's so many times where he fully dives into these other roles that he really loves and i don't know those are a ton of fun for me so in this season in particular hollywood babylon Folsom prison blues go and have some fun with dean like those are episodes again (laughs) for me chris that i would go and rewatch just to see him have fun you know yeah. And, you know, before we end this, two things I want to make sure we do, because this was a it was fun to recap all of this. Um, first, I want to just read one fun fact and then also tease a little bit about what we do have coming um, outside of season three. Um, I found uh, so the Winchester family business dot com, uh, which last updated a lot of their stuff a long time ago. I don't know when last time did, but this one was from 2014. Um, but it has a really interesting thing that they noted, which is by the time they went into shooting All Hell Breaks Loose, Parts one and two, which we just discussed. Yeah. Supernatural was actually on the brink of cancellation. So Kripke was told to wrap up a story, but leave it open to next year. Now, 
he was told if we renew it, we're going to come back. Um, when he, he pitched the idea of this demon war, Warner Brothers kind of said, all right, we're going to give you the budget if we if we renew it. But they actually gave him a reduced license fee, lower budget. And so the full scale demon war didn't get to go as much towards what Kripke wanted. But it's just really interesting to note that just think about this. This was on the brink of like potentially cancellation. So wow. we're lucky that we get 15 seasons, but we're lucky that we get five. Like, right. we're really lucky we get five. And if we were on the cancellation at the brink of season two, I, I'm laughing in my head how we got past season seven. But, um, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, but that's just True. something on the note. Um, other thing, we're not going to talk about it in this recap. We're going to come back with a special episode, Dan. Um, but we want to talk about the prequel. We know some people are excited. Other people are not excited about the Winchester's prequel. We're going to hit on it. We're going to talk for uh, on the next episode a little bit about what we hope to see in that episode in that in that series what what we know and also what we hope so we'll dig up some uh information um uh where where this is all at what's out there and kind of break that down a little bit and then share some of our hopes and and and, uh dreams of what that prequel can be and and that's going to be i think a lot of fun yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I don't know. My goal is to be uh, optimistic and share that optimism, Chris, because I think a lot of people feel like the story has been told and anything beyond those 15 seasons is it's just not going to line up with what's been established already. But I'm of the opinion that Jensen poured his heart and soul into this show for 15 years and, you know, under his uh, direction, under his wife's direction, under, you know, the great writers and producers that he's hired so far that he is going to respect the series uh, as it exists now, but I think his goal really is to expand it. There's so much lore that they can touch on, especially when it comes to um, John and Mary and and their past. I think they're going to explore Vietnam. I think they're going to explore Mary's life as a hunter prior to meeting John. And hopefully, Chris, they explore the hunter lore, uh, which started in the 1800s sometime, which I think is like really rich and um, ready to be tackled. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. We have some things to go off of. Uh, Jensen, just a few days ago, uh, if you're listening to this uh, uh, live, um, just a few weeks ago, I should say, um, started to release images, Chris. We have a synopsis uh, about a couple of months ago. So we're starting to get information. More and more details are starting to leak. Uh, I believe they wrapped filming also, Chris. Now, I don't know if that's for the, the pilot episode or for the first season. That but- was unclear, but yes, as... As, as people look back a few weeks ago, they're going to, uh, uh, when they're listening to this, you'll see they talk about that's a wrap. I don't know if that's just pilot though. Right. It, it was not clear. Yeah. So, so we'll round up all the information we have as it uh, relates to the prequel, uh, to the date of our recording of that episode. But uh, yeah, until then, hopefully you've, you've had fun rewatching season two, reliving some of the highs, some of the lows. Chris, we had, vastly different list this time which i thought was really interesting and, and speaks to just how how rich this show uh really is i think it also speaks to just how good this season was quite frankly yeah. so um but you know what that is it for this season but we'll be back because after all we've got work to do 